Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 210, Carmen, of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. Uh, that's what? right. It's all about your mummies and your Egyptian mythology. Uh, this Carmen. episode, 210, Carmen. Um, oh, Tutankhamen. Episode 210, He's the guy. 110. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're a movie and TV show podcast. <laughs> Um, Tutan Carmen, where we all chat around uh, movies just, and TV shows and stuff. We've watched plenty you know, this week. You could, you could replay that, and you could probably find the point, <laughs> the frame where it clicks for me. The exact moment where Alex goes, um, go, "But uh, I'm oh. one of your hosts, Braden, joined as always by the wonderful Alex." Hi. Yep, he's there. He's clicked. And uh, the wonderful Christian. And an uh, Egyptian hello from me. <laughs> it it reminds reminded me of uh, there's an episode that exists or an outtake where we're recording back when we did it in person. Oh god! And we're doing the show, and then you can see Michael slowly come to the realization that he didn't click record on <gasps> the soundboard. Yes, that Ooh. one was the best. That was so and you, funny. We're, we're all talking, and Michael's just like, "Oh no!" And. Like, <laughs> and and we and he didn't tell us, like <laughs> for like ten seconds after, he's just like, we've been gone for about seven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bless. He just had he didn't really have any idea of what to do in that moment. He's yeah. paralyzed with fear. That's yep. why Michael wasn't here. He, he was going. That's right. He fired him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the memory of that moment occurred, and that's right. He's, we have he's not here now. Froze up once again. We have the option to fire him. Apparently, bless. Um, but no, uh, let's get straight into it because we've actually got quite a bit we want to chat about this week. Um, how about you lads start us off with a little bit of sunshine? Oh yeah. In um, a, a certain state, perhaps. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Of the US of A. It's kind of yeah. cloudy in well, Will Milwaukee. Born and raised. <laughs> yeah. born and raised in the west of it. No, of course. Um, We're talking about it's always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Which I only know how the Philadelphian accent is from Dennis doing it like jokingly in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, uh, howdy. It's been the still, season. season's still strong. Yep. There's new episodes. Still topping um, earlier episodes, which we thought were the best episodes in years. We, um, we also didn't get an to talk upward about... trend. Yep. Yeah, uh, we didn't get to talk about Frank versus Russia last week. Um, Best episode so, of the season, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it 100% is. Just, um, and, and the one part that keeps making me laugh when I remember is Charlie, is when Charlie's talking to the event manager and he has to keep looking at the chessboard yep and it just the, could not the... be more obvious that he <laughs> yeah. has to keep looking at the board that he's wearing a camera yeah he's wearing a camera and like he's having a whole conversation they're having almost an argument charlie's just looking at the board and he's like oh, <laughs> and it's, it's so, so unnatural for him like uh. that that's hilarious um frank as well that's we'll we'll spoil this one um so this is an episode that kind of remakes something that we loved in the past but also um, doing what Sonny do best and taking a real thing that rumored to have happened and then just making it into a massive joke. Um, 
If it wasn't a joke already. At the um, same time as trolling everybody and, and everyone thinking that there's going to be a political episode, <laughs> being yep. it called Frank versus Russia, like for so, the past few months, everyone knowing that. <laughs> so the plot of Frank versus Russia is Charlie enters Frank into a chess uh, tournament to, yep. to play and cheat his way through so he can beat the world's best chess player who was Russian. A Russian grandmaster, I think, is all A they Russian mentioned. grandmaster. Yeah. Um, and they they go about and they cheat and everything. I can't remember how they originally cheat. The, they originally, uh, before... we start with a, a restaurant buzzer in the pocket. Yeah. And it's yes. <laughs> it's blatantly obvious what's going on. <laughs> and then we evolve to the uh, real life, um, mimicking real yeah. life, you know. <laughs> yeah. But before then, we have a side story of um, Dennis rolling out a new system. It's not the Dennis system. It's the Sind system, which is Dennis backwards. Yeah. Um, if if Frank being in the chess tournament wasn't enough for the episode, like we also have like the return of the Dennis system, which obviously, as you said, it's Dennis in reverse, Sind. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas the Dennis system is the perfect uh, system for attracting a woman, the Sind system is the perfect system for attracting a man. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they played it out so perfectly, having uh, Mac and Dee both on dates trying to attract men and mm-hmm. cutting between the two as they blunder through Dennis's system. It, because the funniest amazing. character arc in Always Sunny is Mac coming out as gay. Oh, uh, yeah. And brilliant moment as well in this episode. Frank saw the dance. Frank's an ally now. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's like, like I didn't get the da- Frank when I didn't get that from the dance. So when he <laughs> and then Frank has one of his I think one of his best lines this season, which was the dance didn't say anything about no beads. <laughs> uh, um, so there is a side story where um Max says he's got I can't remember his friend's name, but there's Johnny. this man he met on who Johnny Johnny Mac met this man on John Matt. Sorry, Mac met this man Johnny on uh, online, and Johnny sent Mac anal beads that Johnny controls, and, and Mac constantly has them in. And every time they vibrate, uh, it means Mac has to go meet Johnny at a location. But where Johnny never, never turns him. up. He's never met Johnny, but he's a boy in love. He's a boy in love with Johnny. Okay. Yeah, and and he's never met Johnny. Johnny keeps buzzing him to a location where Johnny never rocks up to. Yeah. Um. And of course, this explanation is what leads Frank to reverse his uh, yeah, status he's as not an ally an, and say, he's "No, I'm now anymore. out. <laughs> I'm no longer an ally. I don't understand the beats." <laughs> um, and then both storylines cultivate at the end, where they realize that they're going to get caught in the in like the uh, the final, um, the the chess match with the grandmaster Russian man. <laughs> He and, makes uh, it to the final as well. Of course, yeah. Where where it's revealed that Dennis is Johnny and Dennis uses the anal beast to get Mac out the house when he's annoying <laughs> Dennis. When he's annoying him. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, then, then comes the idea to use this system to uh, bring the ideas together as the gang will often do. <laughs> They and, drug uh, Frank. They installed the system in Frank for the chess competition, which leads to the, I think, like on par with like Frank crawling out of the couch. Yeah. Or like 
Frank moment Fra- of, of Frank montage Frank, of um, Frank in pain, in joy, in oh, the all pure, stages, Frank, every stage of emotion. Frank, Frank covered in hand sanitizer would be in there. Yep. Right, of I course. just want to be pure. <laughs> um, whereas Frank has to react to malfunctioning anal beads going off in his ass. While where, trying to play chess against the Russian trying grandmaster. To play chess, which is comedy gold. And Danny DeVito, like, man, he's really, they it's were the really so lucky to get. the season. Like, when I heard them in the, the podcast. Wife, the um, I heard them in the podcast saying stuff like, Oh, this you know what we get Danny into this season, and like you know keeping yeah. it hush hush. Like they were definitely talking about this. <laughs> like, yeah, kill the Wi-Fi, the kill the facial Wi-Fi. expressions he makes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, there's just the like, blatantly screaming out in pain. Like, should I move here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like giving it almost giving it away. Great time um, um, to mention. Always sunny is a. Very smart show in how they do their kind of real life uh, winks, you know, and plays. Like, they have chess. You know, chess has been big since Netflix did a thing, basically. Now there's all these chess YouTubers. Chess is on the rise. You know, chess is back. Yeah. Uh, Always Sunny, chess episode. Literally, do like... Do not show any actual chess happening. The move they do show is an illegal move that doesn't make any sense, and Frank wins the game from it. And the Russian grandmaster knocks over his king, which is not a thing real chess players will do either. So, like, they manage to avoid having any technical chess or like, like whatsoever, and downright making fun of it. Really, yeah. They're like, we can't screw it up if we don't do it. Exactly. They're just like, we'll just blatantly have him, like, the board doesn't make any sense, yeah, yeah. rather than try and do it. Amazing. So I, I totally forgot that you've been listening to the podcast now, Chris. Yeah, um, loving it. And it's incredible, right? Mm. Um, just, uh, I love the insights into just to the, when they talk about the old episodes as well. Um, all of that. And then some episodes would just have a five-minute uh, prologue of Charlie sitting on a piano playing music. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's brought uh, the best part of it back to us in the show. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and then we're on the newest episode that came out last week, which was um, Celebrity Booze. Mm. I forget exactly what Celebrity it's Celebrity Booze, a major cash grab or something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one of the best ways to do a cameo, uh, in in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So this this uh, episode has two guest stars in it, being Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. Yep, and um, we have the immediate genius play of uh, the gang only know Brian Cranston as the Malcolm in the Middle dad, and never mention yeah. Breaking Bad. <laughs> and, and they then think this, Aaron Paul. Yeah, yeah so this uh, like encompasses eventually grows, and then they just start thinking that Aaron Paul is Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> and refer to Aaron Paul as Malcolm. Mr. Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Malcolm's dad and Mr. He calls, Malcolm. He calls Brian Cranston Mr. Middle at one point, <laughs> which I cried a little. Um, Shit, that's good. It's absolutely genius and a nod to the uh, real show, which Brian, everyone loves Brian Cranston for. And mm-hmm. uh, Frank isn't lying in the episode. When he says Mac in the middle changed the game. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. 100%. Um, 
great moments include Brian Cranston giving this incredible monologue at the end, showing how good of an actor he is. And then after all of it and like, you know, he's giving a real serious monologue, like being like, oh, you know, I'm the leader. Don't mess with me, Aaron Paul. Because um, a lot of the concept of their relationship in the show is that like Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston are in a toxic relationship where Aaron's- Aaron Paul abuses Brian Cranston into just being a quiet little man that's just that's, standing there. For Malcolm's not in the middle. Malcolm's on top. Yeah, Malcolm's <laughs> on top. <laughs> Which is another genius line. <laughs> um, and then Mac telling Brian that he might be in an abusive relationship when Mac himself's also in an abusive relationship with Dennis. Um, brilliant. Uh, and then at the end, when they tell Brian Cranston that he should really start to do some dramas because he's an incredible actor. <laughs> yeah, so yeah they, they tell him that he's got it and got he it. should do dramas. <laughs> Mr. Middle. Oh, my God. Um, oh, and I'd say this is also wrapped up in a, a great episode from the gang's point of view when they're trying to come up with their own celebrity alcohol. And, yeah. and Charlie immediately suggests uh, crushing up nickels and, and making a drink he calls Nickel Schlatter, which is the working man's liquor. And then, of course, kind of belly proceeds of to just slowly poison himself by drinking this nickel drink. Oh, that's weird. I wonder why my stomach's going off. It's because it's full of nickels. <laughs> and he's, he's just in the alleyway vomiting up the nickels. He's like, they keep coming. You can hear them. Like the coin sounds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nickel Schlatter. Ugh. Yeah, that's so funny. It, there's so no. many top tier stuff coming out of these episodes. I, I can't one, believe no, it. One, one of the best, the be, this opening was incredible too. When it turns, it just they like, go, well, we're doing it. It's already happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, who could um, do that? We could do that. Do that. <laughs> um, and then when they're coming up with which drink they should have, when they're like, what's the fanciest drink? And they're like, I can't remember what the first option is. And they're like, and what's the second Schnop- fancy drink? They say like schnapps or something. Some kind yeah, of and then the second fancy drip, Jägermeister. They go, Jägermeister. Yeah, everyone um, wants to feel like they're on a little hunting like experience or something. <laughs> um, really, they uh, it's, it's shocking to see how much they still have it. Yeah, I I honestly can't believe like Nickel Schlatter, That that's like an all time hilarious yeah. Charlie thing to come up with, like quotable moment and like Frank's chess moment Malcolm in the middle it's all of these are like memorable archivable moments like top moments in terms of the whole show and it's the 16th season like bravo uh, they say gold Schlogger is the is the, the best thing ever alcohol. yep yeah uh, yeah uh, it's it's Swiss cinnamon shop schnapps liqueur, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Jaeger being the second one, which is just well done. Um, but yeah, these these two episodes are great, and the Malcolm's on top. Oh shit, Malcolm's on top. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah Mac, Malcolm's on top. Then then Dennis being like, Mac, what are you wearing? Goes, I'm going for a Jordan in the '90s look, and um, oh, he kills incredible. that outfit. It looks incredible. awesome. I'll try bring and find it, it for please. Brayden. Bring it back, Mac. Um. <laughs> Max just suddenly wearing like the most beautiful like eighties suit you've ever oh my seen. God. Like he looks like it, it's so good. So he's yeah, he's going for off court MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Like, like big suits. <laughs> um, let me find it. Um, but yeah, they're they're absolutely 
killing it. Oh, it's just going to annoy me. Hang on. Keep talking and I'll get it up. There's not there's not a very great All right. you can grab. Well, as, as you find that, uh, I'll, I'll intro us in uh, because a new movie came out last week and we all went and saw it together. Uh, we went and had a joint D-Box experience. Um, Some more <laughs> which, than others. Uh, Chris, uh, let's get your thoughts on D-Box quickly before we get into the actual film. He doesn't film. have any. He, he took I, it off. <laughs> I'll admit that D-Box deserves another go. This one was too important for me, all right? It was it was too important, and um, the, the, the chair started shaking, and my vision was blurred. I was, try- I was trying to see the screen, but it was, it was wobbling, you know, and, and I was distracted, and uh, it was, I was jarred. I, I, was, I will admit, know. the first 30 minutes of this film is, um, it doesn't ease you into the D-Box experience. No, it throws you right in with a full-on action uh, scene. Transformers, and, I would say, eased us in more. Yeah, Transformers um, weirdly, like, like, ramped it up. Yeah, so yeah. I very quickly just was like, oh, I just want to watch the movie because what's happening on screen is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. we've got With the that. other greatest thing I've ever seen. Alex has a photo of. I'm nah. trying, man. He's trying. He's trying so hard. He's almost got That'll it. come back. That will come back uh, around. We'll come leading back around. into uh, the new movie, uh, uh, I finished watching Last Crusade, which I was halfway through last time. Uh, dude, Last Crusade. Fucking good movie. Oh my oh, god. Did you like the leap of oh. faith? Oh my god, it was just it was so all good. All the tests. All the tests. The, yeah, the leap of faith may be like one of the best visual parts of a movie oh, I've seen. What a it's, genius bit of cinema. In Hebrew, it's spelled with an H. Oh <laughs> Oh my god, that moment's so good. Yeah. It, the dynamic between Sean Connery and, it, and um and Harrison Ford is incredible. Penitent like, man will pass. Oh, oh my man. god. The entire the entire film is just spot on in its writing. It's so funny and enjoyable, and it's just hilarious at times. And then dead serious and other times, and really emotional. And yeah, Last Crusade holds up. I think at the moment is probably my favorite indie film out of the lot. That's pretty fair. That's a fair. Yeah, I know that's um, not yeah, a hot maybe. take or anything, but I'm trying to. No, Alex, Alex has the hot. Alex has the hot take when it comes to liking Temple of no, Doom the most. Guys, come on. Yeah, Alex. Because does. most people like Raiders or Last Crusade. Because Last Crusade's got Sean Connery, and it's it's good. Yeah, Sean Connery really does hold up a lot of the heart of that film. It also has Hitler. It does. Fuck and me. The Hitler he, scene is so funny. He's the leader of the Nazis. Oh my god! But that scene is so. Funny. I was losing <laughs> my mind. He hand the diary that the Nazis are looking <laughs> for hands, to Hitler, and Hitler he gets signs pushed it. by the crowd, and then he get, he ends up just handing it to Hitler, and you're like, oh fuck! He just handed it over to Hitler, and then Hitler just signs his name, which is also in English, which we can just leave. And that's like, fine. You're so right. And, the audience is just, oh fuck! It could not be in a worse place. Like, what the actual fuck is taking place? So funny. What a fun twist on that scene and just like oh man what what a great time i absolutely loved it um and uh the nazis are back in this one uh in indiana jones the dial of destiny sorry alex i'm moving on you can still find it Um, i'm trying bro bro, do you know what i've done you got this i'm trying i'm trying to i've got the episode up my computer i've screenshot the moment (laughs) and now i'm trying to find a program that OBS will take as a capture 
onto Look, it so it can. It's you should like, be able to insert an image, can't you? It deserves to be. That's seen, what I'm so doing now. <laughs> that's what I'm doing now. This is how much. This is just show me. Just give me a photo online. If I can continue like, stalling, get me then, pictures of Spider Man. The thing is with Indiana Jones is we have first in the movie Nazis well received. Second in the movie, no Nazis, not as well received, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Nazi, no, no, no. Next one, Nazis. Nazis are back, very well received. Uh, no, right. next one. You're not uh, Nazis no, gone. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, sir. And now, Temple of Doom. Finally, Nazis again. So just you know, were there Nazis each... in Temple of Doom? No, that's no. What, that's what I'm saying. There yeah, weren't. I don't remember so any Nazis. Nazis in no Nazis. They, the two movies without Nazis are the least rated. Let's be honest. Yeah. The strongest films three, in this franchise. Three movies. Oh, yeah, you're right. The strongest films in this franchise rely on punching <laughs> nut. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is great. The earring yeah. is Charlie really dressed as a limo driver. <laughs> Take off the hat, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my Take God. Take off the hat. Charlie's like, I'm not taking off the hat. That's really good. <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah, I hope it was. No, it legitimately was worth it. I'm glad I got to see that. That's great. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny released last week. We all went and saw it. Chris didn't like the D-Box experience, but he's going to try it again another time with something he doesn't care about. Exactly. Indy's back. He's old as fuck. He's retiring. And uh, whoa, hold up. His godfather's godfather? His goddaughter's here. And, uh, and, and she's bringing back stuff from his past, but not before an extremely long, de-aged action sequence. Yep, got to start. I saw there. it again. I've seen yep. it twice. Uh, are we are we going into any spoilers on this yes, review? Yes, been out for or... a week. Yeah, and so. can we just talk about how it's not making money? Is it not making money? It's not making money. Oh no! I've already it's, seen uh, some reviews be fairly unfair, but a lot of fair. So... It's so unfair. Some yeah. movies. It's there's so so many unfair reviews towards this movie. I think people were just kind of being like, it's not as good as the original, so they're I, ripping into it. I think they need which, to go rewatch the originals. Like, yeah, I, feel I think like... they just need to learn that that you know, no films ever yeah. are going to be as good as the originals because that's not how we make films anymore. That's not the style of films that are made anymore. Susie, go back that... to the tomb raiding in like Last Crusade, um, in Venice, and it's just as corny and ridiculous. Like, oh, it's it's. it's, it's... In, it's ridiculous. Oh, with all the with all the rats. Yeah, all the, the, rats. the rats and oh the, my God. you know, all the yeah. Again, and this this hasn't been excavated. This this place that's right under this famous yep. church. Like all the reasons. Yeah, like the old ah. ones are absolutely bonkers. That's what makes it Indiana Jones. Yeah, they are completely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, like completely ridiculous when you actually break them down and look at them. Yeah, I think the second you're nostalgic for something and you just like remember it from years ago, like yeah, you start to hold it in a higher regard. It's like having just watched them, it's like no, these films are fucking nuts. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, Temple Doom is fantastic. But um. So we start. We're back in World War Two. Indies de-aged. Did, did yep. we like that? How do we like the? Ah, uh, it's pretty noticeable. Very, it's very hit and miss. There's moments that work. It, I think, now I saw it with a friend who said he could watch a whole movie like that. He just doesn't bother him. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah, I sure wish I had not. the ability to switch off that part of my brain. Because so much of it um, just doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, the voice is the killer too. 
old man Harrison voice in an indie. Yeah. Like, you know. It's good that his best we, part of it, he's he's not speaking he's because he's pretending to be German. Yeah. I think what they need to realize is that, and they did this with Star Wars, but they didn't implement it with indie, is that when they de-aged Luke, it looked pretty bad. But when they deep fake Luke, it looked so much better in, um, was it the... Boba in, episode of uh, Mandalorian? Yeah, the Boba, yeah, the Boba Fett episode of Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, when they deepfake Luke, it looked so much better. Yeah, um, and weird. I think Disney should probably start deepfaking instead of um, de-aging because yeah. clearly one of them's working better than the others. And I thought this, um, the sequence itself is fantastic. Oh, um, yeah. If, if this sequence it's was classic filmed indie. like... Like twenty years ago, oh my god! Oh yeah, and it makes sense just, why just it's all at night when we, uh, yeah, when we first pull the bag off Indy's head and we got a close up, his full head in view. DH, they really commit to. It just, looked bad. It they commit yeah. to just to me, shoving it in your. Face. I was I was like, oh, you know, that's it's at that's its not worst good. In motion, so when he moves his head to the side, yep. yes, and yes, and it's the close up head moves that are bad when he first looks around. And mm. and it doesn't help when we go from a close up to a real person, then to a close up of that, yeah. and like you can just like it. It's so jarring. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll linger on it for a moment, and you'll be fine with it. Uh, like because after like ten seconds, you'll be like, okay, yes, I'm accepting this, and then they'll cut to a real human being, and I don't think instantly Disney... you're just like thrown. But then I think the best de aging Disney have ever done is still Tarkin. I, um, I really thought that worked. I thought that they just committed, and I I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was good. Yeah. Tarkin um, and Leia in Tarkin was one. good. Leia a bit more meh than Tarkin, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, even like young Kurt Russell in Guardians Two worked. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But um, yeah, like beyond that first little scene uh, where it was a big focus on his face. I was so having so much fun. I regressed to childhood in this movie, basically. I mm. was uh, just a little kid smiling. I was just so happy to be seeing Indy running around, <laughs> killing yeah. punching Nazis. Like, yeah. I, I didn't notice it after that initial, like, first 20, 30 seconds. And I'd say the in- sequence itself really, like, brings the entire thing back up so that you can kind of forget and ignore and it was CGI he face. doesn't totally. sit still for the next like twenty minutes like yeah. of the sequence it, it, like yeah to me after after the um after the part where he gets hung by the rope it's fine yeah um, yeah uh in it, it's and the the carriage train hopping sequence is amazing because it really captures what indie humor was yeah. whereas it's him walking into a train carriage full of Nazis. And they and you expect them to tackle him straight away, but instead, because he's wearing a co- he's wearing a Nazi sort of uniform, they all uh, they salute, salute him. Yeah, and he's got to blend in, which is indie humor. Yes, yeah. that was the thing. Him falling into the perfect disguise as an officer on the yeah. train, where yeah. where the soldiers he was going to need to get past are worried about if they're in trouble or not because like yeah. the officers on deck and yeah. uh, only figuring out that he is an imposter when they notice he's got a bullet hole in the back of him, which they which, they did a good job of highlighting as well. Which that was I, cool. I thought that was good, and I love that because one of the first times I DM'd. Uh, D&D, that was like a thing that we did. Like the Stormtrooper uniform <laughs> <laughs> had a bullet hole in the back. And so that's good. how my party got found out. Oh, I love that. 
So yeah, and that happens about twice in the same um in the same sequence where he walks into yes. multiple he walks into the one where he sniffs their drink and looks at them, pours it yes. out. Yes, yeah, yep. with the with the artifact um, that they And then he's in the entire carriage like and, then he's in, they're all having dinner yes, and he yep. blends in with them. And then he walks into a carriage where they're all sleeping in bunks. That's right. So, yeah. Too many Nazis. Too many Nazis. Um, yep. Correct. Uh, we also so, yeah. get this uh, incredible artillery sequence, uh, which is such a great action set piece. Um, oh, yeah. The artillery gun firing upon its own train, which is awesome. Um, and uh, Mads Mikkelsen definitely should be dead. <laughs> yeah, let's let's off. go over that. A few people should definitely be dead. Yeah. Um, and a few people definitely did die, which yeah. good time to mention they there is a good use of violence in this movie, mm-hmm. I would say. Because they don't hold back. There's a lot of uh, even, uh, lot even of deaths. Like, innocent people. And, like, but they, they hold on murder, it when it's an innocent person. A yeah, whole Nazi full of train people... whole whole train full of Nazis getting shot up, that's quick. It's almost played for comedic effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it's then... cartoonish how <laughs> yeah, bonkers they're dying. Assistant? It has to be mentioned. So the 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 Nazis are the train cart's locked. So they of course start crawling all over the outside of the cart. And this coincides with the uh gun shooting at the its own train, which is like turning behind it. So it's like picking off the Nazis hanging from the train. It it is a cartoon. Oh yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> and then yeah, they bring it down and we have some innocent deaths and like it's played really seriously and it's like a sobering moment. Mm. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to give everyone a sobering moment for a second there. Exactly. There and bring go. it back. And the whole time in this sequence, Braden and I were just... <laughs> oh, yeah, just like <laughs> shaking around all the entire yeah. thing. Now, the, the, the best use of Debok is in this sequence um, when we are just on the train where, um, you know, the chairs mimic what it, feel like to, what, what it would feel like just to be sitting or standing on the train. Where, like, they did this really well, um, a bunch of it, um, both on the train and on the boat. And the boat. Yeah. The swaying of the sea on, on the, the boat, boat is really just, subtle if, and good. If you really just start to actually pay attention, you would notice that you were just slightly rocking side to side. Which is a nice little touch. See, that sounds cool. I could I could try that. Yeah. <laughs> Chris wants a rom-com in the D-Box seats. See, you want Barbie? Barbie and D-Box? <laughs> I'll see Barbie and D-Box. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was... But... I can't remember what I was going to say. I'm just, I'm just stunned by all the indie well, moments that I would I like f- to mention. I feel like, yeah, getting into the rest of it is like, you know, you get into, okay, now we're in modern day. Oh, not modern day. Jesus. Um, it's the, it's 69. It's the 60s. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Space race. Um, space race and all that Vietnam. stuff. Well, American one. Uh, America did didn't win. America did not win the space race, Alex. <laughs> America famously lost the space race. We won the. They, they, won, won. they won the moon. <laughs> nah, won the moon. Um, the moon race. I, I don't know this shit, man. Yuri Gagarin, first man in space, <laughs> a citizen of the Soviet Union. <laughs> I uh, I will say this film has some incredibly lengthy chase sequences. Uh, one of them can be, we can cut out completely right. because... The parade sucks. Um, yeah. The, uh, it, to me, it's CGI Harrison Ford on the horse, which kept taking me out of it completely. Yeah. The set hey, we're gonna didn't put feel real CGI to me. 
CGI. Oh no, because there was definitely some shots in there of that parade. There's one which I it, it scarred me basically. Uh, when they're running across on the rooftops, there's a moment where I think it's when she, uh, the goddaughter, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Helena, Helena, Helena. That's it. Um, when she looks she looks down from the top, and there's a shot, and like it just the perspective is all fucked. Like it does not look right at all. It's so the parade looks like it's out of kingdom. Yeah, it's it's it just didn't feel right. Yeah, and then when he was riding the horse through it, it's it just didn't feel like a real location underground at all. Him him through the subway too was you know this movie's two and a half hours and we could have just cut that. Yeah, yeah. The only the coolest part of that parade was when. Um, second in charge, American Nazi man shoots a gun in the air, and everyone drops by Indy. Yeah, I loved that shot. That that that, that moment was great. We did if they a could good figure out a way for him. to have that moment and then still just cut the rest of it, then I'm he was one of my favorite parts of the movie, though. <laughs> um, Boyd Holbrook. He was also the villain in Logan. Yeah, he, he was, was great. He's um, really good. He's a, say, he was a really. He would have done fine as a Nazi. <laughs> He, if we're spoiling this because no one's watching it clearly yep. at the cinemas and it's been out for a week now. Yeah, almost. go watch it. Uh, go, go watch it because it is a lot of fun. And this movie was really hurt by premiering it at Cairns, which I will no idea why the hell they did this. I really thought they thought they had a, like a, a winner, like yeah. a 10 out of 10 here. If they That's... were to premiere premiere it two months earlier at Cairns, no, only for it to get yeah. absolutely ripped apart. And now everyone's interest in it is gone unless they really really want to go see it yeah um, weird so general public just don't care about it now oh no um, like i ask like if i mention it to anyone or anything everyone's just like why'd they make another one and, and my, that's my answer every- is i yeah. i don't know money um i think but apparently is, not <laughs> that was a good answer for the thought like that was the question for the fourth one and it was yeah. Spielberg coming back then, and it was like, why, why is he making another one? Yeah. But what's this? Yeah, I, this I really felt like fresh, this one. They just, fresh they man. didn't. I just really thought they didn't want the franchise to end on the, the. That's fair. Alien. Yeah. Yep. Crystal Skull. They didn't. They didn't want. They wanted it to have its its happy ending. They wanted, yeah. Um. So spoilers for this one. Um. Second franchise to kill off Shia LaBeouf off screen in between films. Brilliant. Um, Good move. But this one handles it uh, a lot better than Transformers, whereas it actually adds to Indy's character and they give him some some meat and Yo, some, some yeah, sword. Shia is off in this film. Yeah, Shia isn't there, but there's a vacuum left mm-hmm. behind by his character. Uh, he's got a one-on-one scene on the boat where he was asked uh, if you go back in time, what moment would you go to? And he's like, oh, Tell my son to not listen to the army because he would uh, get killed in action and then it would cause his mum and dad to drift apart and become sh- empty shells of humans. It's a big yep. moment. Um, it's big moment. Harrison Ford crushes it. It's that. It's There's that, three moments. It's in those moments in where you film. go, man, Harrison Ford's still got this. He does. Maybe he, just oh, yeah. don't I think do he's the just found the love of acting anymore. again because he's doing this. He's done shrinking, which is yeah. fantastic. And he's got... <laughs> and he's got um, He's going to be Captain America, New World Order. Yes, um, he is. He's, he's right. playing. Oh, no, uh, no, sorry. Captain America, Brave New World. They've yeah. changed the title. It, it probably That's right, yeah. makes sense that the, the horse bit was the forced moment. 
Yeah, that was like, much. let's put Indy on a horse, and that will make up for him being old because the, you know, the mobility. And I don't care that he's let's old. Let's have you've him got, do a little um, horse chase. You've got and you've got Helena there to do all the young buck stuff. Exactly, yeah. and it, but which didn't feel forced to me in the later scenes no. when they're having the little race on the uh, what are these little things called? What are they called? Tuk-tuks? On the little tuk-tuks. Yeah. It didn't feel forced that... Um, that was a great she sequence, was, by the way. She was doing the leaping across and he was doing the driving. Yeah. Like I wasn't like, oh, it's because he's too old. Except for that Do one moment where he dives between one before it gets crushed. Oh, that, that was moment, great, though. That moment really is cool. really, really bonkers. Um, no, but the three scenes where I think it, from an acting standpoint and a performance, uh, he kills it in. Is this scene the scene where he's talking about what happened to Shire mm-hmm. or Ma or Henry Jones the third? Um, uh, the scene where she's really excited about escaping from the boat, and he's like, "My friend just died." Yeah, that was really great. Oh man, that's sobering brutal. moments. Yeah, and the last one being like, "No, Indy, we like you're needed here." And he just goes, for who? Just before, like the way he says for who is heartbreaking. Mm, yeah. Then Marion opens the door, um, which is oh. fantastic. Oh. Uh, which leads to probably the best joke in the film that nobody but Braden and yeah. I saw. Yeah, the two of us um, just giggling because it was such a when, gr- And when I saw it moment. again, the person I saw it with again didn't notice it either. Oh, it's when it's he too opens, subtle. She, she opens the fridge door and he slowly just grabs the magnet down off her face that he put there earlier. Yeah. Such a great um, little moment. Yeah. But yeah, no, I enjoyed I enjoyed the tuk tuk chase scene tuk-tuk a lot. Tuk tuk chase. The opening uh, notably, that was a three way fight. Also, the tuk tuk chase. Jesus, every single electronic device in my room just went off <laughs> 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 somehow. <laughs> it was like you watched The Office. Woof. Yeah, I was, that through. was just making me think of Woof. I was about to make the same reference, which is awesome. Uh, someone um, sent me a Woof, but uh, sorry about that. Yeah, the tuk tuk chase was a three way three way chase, which is yeah, there was a lot going on there. Awesome, always awesome. <laughs> a lot of fun. Tomb raiding, classic tomb raiding moments. The, the tomb raiding was awesome at the end. What a way to end after uh, a prelude to the third act. <laughs> and really reminded me of literally Last Crusade, uh, tomb raiding in Venice, like r- r- right on the money. Um, yeah. My second favorite of Indy's lines from the movie is uh, he was obsessed with water displacement (laughs) (laughs) and he just starts throwing (laughs) bits of rock into the water. Just the most, the most ridiculous things ever. The most ridiculous line. So you've ever funny. Heard. Oh man. Um, and that's what I come for. I come here for yeah. this. Um, what two thousand year old water displacement key lock, which still works. Still there. All that water's uh, there. Don't worry. Brilliant. I was. I think I was telling Chris. Um, after watching it, where I was like, this, this really reminded me of like an Uncharted movie, but if Sully was the main character. Yeah, mm. I can see that. Very much. Um, I will say though, Phoebe Waller Bridge did a very good job. Like she's very charismatic, and people keep ripping into her character, saying that she was um, overly cocky and confident, and it really took them out of the movie. Ah, but she was in it for the money. That was her whole thing, and yeah. she realized. Like... I didn't. I and I don't see that at all. I thought. I thought one of my favorite moments was uh, when she is in. They're on Antonio Banderas's boat. And she's got the thing and she's trying to, like, she's deciphering the code for them while also teaching them all. 
and then like she's revealing yeah. to Indy that she's got the dynamite yep. and then he's lighting such it. A, I thought that was a really a fun moment. moment. And I thought there was really something to her character and to be redeemed as well, how obviously she's had this upbringing with Indy not being around as a godfather and a, her real father having the problems yeah. with this uh, Pandora's box he's trying to unlock. Fallen on dark times. And, you know, she finds herself just wanting to accumulate wealth and she's in, she's in it for the money. And then money we have the, another sobering moment, moment where Indy makes her realize even she's lying to herself because she loves the kid. Mm. And her, her short round? And the short yeah, round. Her, her short Moroccan round. short round. We love him. They did a good job with having her character. Obviously, they have the like uh, initial wool over your eyes at the start of like, oh, she's this innocent, uh, very sweet, uh, just wants to do all this archaeology stuff. And then the reveal that she's actually just a thief and is trying to sell things on the black market. And that's really where she breaks apart in just being, oh, she's the new, like, female Indiana Jones. Uh, instead, she's like, no, she's she's not a, this belongs in a museum. She's like, this money belongs in my bank account. And mm. she is, yeah. I'm out, she's, my, I'm out for myself. She's this, cocky. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's in it for herself and that's it. But, yeah, I, I, guys- I thought she was unlikable at the start. But she's meant to be. And now, I thought she crushes it. Let's talk about this ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we go. Bad time to cut to black, I think, is a lot of people's thoughts. What do you, oh, you mean where she how, punches him? Yeah, how we're there and there's a lot going on. And then we just cut and we're out of it. Didn't like that. I liked it. Oh, you okay. didn't like that? No, we were in, we were in <laughs> ancient Rome. And, I know, but we, and we, we just we went stay, back Chris. to the sixties in a flash. Chris, we couldn't stay. He needed to. He, he needed that punch. Exactly. See, I, I'm indie there. I'm like, I've yeah. waited my whole life for this. I want, I want this. I want to see if if Indy has to die in ancient Rome for me to see another minute of ancient Rome. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm for it. Well, and as watching it again, I kept an eye out. They definitely have trebuchets and they definitely have uh, anti-tank artillery yes, the, on the beaches. The, the tank traps are amazing. Tank on the, they don't make any sense. Um, oh, yeah, they've got these just big wooden spikes on the beaches. Yeah, what was with yeah, that? Yeah. Unless it's to like stop a boat if the tide was up. But then like... No, they would... It, yeah, it's like, what is it for? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't really make any sense that. Yeah. But yeah, I think cool. the oh, filmmakers are like, we, we need to show a siege. What do beach defences look like? Oh, we'll just make them like this colour. We'll just make them wooden and that makes them Roman. <laughs> but like they're depicting like a modern, like, yeah, anti-tank device. Brain news frozen now. Yeah, cheers for that. Can you click off my I'm tr- thing? I'm trying hey. to. Speaking oh, of time travels and portals, I may need to go through a portal. Oh. Right now. Oh. Uh, that that makes it sound like you need to run to the bathroom. It does, and let's just call it that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, in saying that, right. it's mathematics. Uh, and it's I'll mathematics. Ask, <laughs> mathematics. We'll fast forward to next week where I will reappear out of the time portal. Thanks, Chris. Smooth. Have a yeah. time. Goodbye, Chris. Bless. All right, well. All right, we are here. Uh, uh, I mean, Mads Mikkelsen makes a great Nazi bad guy. Like He does. Mads Mikkelsen, like, if you need a bad guy for something, you're going to get Mads Mikkelsen. Why are you off kilter here? I don't know, mate. Um, But I'm trying to think of anything else in that film that I want to mention. Oh, 
not really. It's just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. It's a bit I of agree. Fun. It's pretty good. I agree. It's pretty well, good. Now it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. I'm sorry that you've got a green box around you now. It's um, fine. It's, I, it's... I know what it is. It's because when I, I'm not going to talk about it uh, on the show. Yeah. Uh, well, you watched Mission Impossible. Oh, well, you got something you want to talk about first. Well, yeah, I, I've got a, I've got a couple things I want to talk about actually, which oh, is God, pretty wild for me to be bringing stuff to the show. I'm going to try and fix. Things. Two of them you'll be interested in. One of them I'm okay. going to talk about right now. There's a new movie. It's out on Netflix. It's called Nimona. Uh, it's based on this graphic novel, which I'm holding up right now, Nimona by uh, N.D. Stevenson. Uh, it is fantasy, but it's also sci-fi. It's very funny. It's very, very good. I highly recommend it. Everyone should check out both the graphic novel and the film on Netflix because this film has uh, somehow uh, come to survive uh, basically being dropped into the abyss. Uh, it's made by Blue Sky, I want to say, uh, which uh, I believe got shuttered by Disney. And so this film just sort of got put on the shelf and shoved back in the closet, uh, which uh, for everyone who worked on it, fucking horrible. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Um, so it had been on, in the shelf and in the closet for a while. Uh, and then Netflix uh, came out of nowhere and was just like, hey, we're going to rescue this movie. And we're going to release it. So it's nice. uh, animated uh, by Blue Sky Productions. Uh, they uh, uh, do a really fun job with a, an art style, which is, is very much its own thing. I can't think of anything that, like, looks similar to it. Um, it's got this, like, interesting, like, no edges, but, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. The cast is good, too. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz plays Nimona. Um, you get uh, Riz Ahmed. Uh, as now, Ballister. I looked, because I saw you write this, and I looked at one of the cast. Isn't Eugene in this? Yep, Eugene from the Try Guys uh, plays uh, Golden Loin. Um, and uh, if you're wondering why this film might have been... a hey, he's fixed it, folks. Look at that. Uh, if you're wondering why this uh, might have got shuttered at Disney, uh, it's because this film is gay as hell. Uh, it's super-duper queer. Uh, we absolutely love it. Uh, the relationship between uh, Ballister and Golden Loin is fantastic. Uh, all of the uh, connections you can make to gender identity and shapeshifting is really good. Um, this film has some really fun action sequences. The animation's great. Uh, yeah, the cast is fantastic. Um, I'd say the film has one weak link, which is unfortunately just some, like, poor writing and characterization of a character played by Beck Bennett uh, from SNL. Um, he's just like, he plays this side character. He's just like a, a douchebag, douche bro. Like, oh, bro, dude, dude. Okay. Yeah, man. Like, screw you. And he's just like, like played off. Like it, it's a kid's movie in that respect, but like. It's got good, it's got good ratings. So yeah. It, it's because it's, it's a good movie. It's, it's good fun. 93 fresh Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah. 94 audience score. I'm happy to hear impressive. that. Uh, they expand upon the graphic novel as well. It's not like they've left stuff out. Um, they've actually been able to fill out the world a bit more, make some more changes and stuff. Because this is fantasy, but it's fantasy in a modern setting. So... Metascore, which is the important one, which is good. What was that one? Green. Metascore. It's the yeah. Rotten Tomatoes takes, if it's an average of good, 
if there's like an average of uh, do people like it or people didn't like it, mm. Meta score actually takes the scores they give it and gives it an average score. Oh, nice. 75 is very good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so it's all like modern day technology and stuff, but with like knights and the kingdom and stuff like that. It's mm. very fun and they play that off for a lot of laughs and everything and it's, it's a good time. Um, I highly recommend people go check it out. It's just on Netflix. It's like less than two hours. How's the animation style? Animation style is really good. I really like it. It's different. Um, I think moments of it are really strong, and then other moments are kind of eh. Um, yeah. it 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 has a little bit of like DreamWorks energy, or like like I feel like this has DreamWorks energy. I think that's safe to say. It was made by Blue uh, Blue Sky. Yeah. Who? What did they who, do? Uh, um, I think I think they're the Ice Age people. Yes, that that feels very much. It feels like uh, a refinement of that style. Rio, robots, blue sky, skies and de- uh, spies and desires. Ah, uh, disguise. Okay, yeah. So it's like it's kind of like because uh, spies and disguise would be their other most recent thing that they did. It's yeah. kind of got that spies in disguise style, but with more of a cartoony overall like styling in terms of like how they're animating uh, people and stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, because Nimona's a shapeshifter, they play around a lot with her like facial expressions and stuff. So like, Maybe they just contort and twist Maybe. her in great ways. It's it's really fun. Maybe they didn't do it. Sorry, hang on. Maybe the IMDb trivia's got me. Uh, <laughs> caught but out here. Uh, oh, it was originally a Blue Skies production. Yes. <laughs> um, cancelled by Disney shutdown of the studio in early 2021. That's it. So it wasn't. So oh okay cool. So Netflix bought after that. Yeah. And then D Neg. DN, DNG, no, DNEG animation completed all the visuals. Yeah. Okay, cool. There you go. But yeah, it's a, it's a good time. I recommend people go check it out. Um, I also recommend people go check out, this one's going to come at you out of nowhere. Uh, I watched a video essay uh, by Super Eyepatch Wolf. And uh, you can go check this out yourself um, because it is so good. As a lapsed wwe fan like i haven't watched wwe probably since like 2010 like that was the last time i was really like aware of anything going on in the wwe uh i watched this hour and a half video essay called the unreality of pro wrestling which is basically just about roman Roman reigns career a roman reigns story it's basically a roman reigns documentary it's really fucking good uh, because uh, uh, I can never remember his name. I think his name's Mark. Uh, the guy who uh, is Super Eyepatch Wolf, uh, he does a really good job of taking you through the entirety of his career and setting up everything you need to set up and explaining everything. Super good. He spent like six months uh, battling uh, copyright lawyers from the WWE to yeah, try and they, get this it, published on they YouTube. They will get you for anything. Yeah, so he knew that was going to happen and he was prepared for it. But yeah, it took okay. six months for this video to finally get released to the public. And I watched all of it in one sitting and I was like, man, I am, I am in. Like, I want to I wanna try and keep up to date. It's not one. all this, though. It's not all. No, not there, at all. We still have a bit of shit. Yeah, it's very you know? much... It's very um, much not all there, but uh, I did watch uh, the highlights of uh, the Money in the Bank event. That just now, happened. did you watch that on the official WWE channel? I did. 
Okay, well, I watched that highlight again as well, and they cut out all the major moments because clearly they want you to go watch it. Yeah, um, I was. I, th- I had that feeling. There were moments. <laughs> there's moments in it where like they were showing off some of the like highlight moments from the uh, the women's uh, Money in the Bank match. Incredible and, match. Oh my god! Some of the moves in that highlights like that I saw. Selena Vega uh, doing. Uh, yeah, incredible. Insane what these people are doing. They are incredible. Those and then ladders wouldn't suddenly break. Suddenly, it just smash cuts to no one you had seen in the highlights video for like two whole minutes is suddenly holding the money in the bank case. So Eo Sky won women's money in the bank, which is was the favorite. Everyone okay. wanted her to win. Um, and she won. By so she's in a faction called Damage Control with Bailey. If you remember Bailey back in the day, yeah, there Bailey. was <laughs> in the highlights. There was a lot of like like faction and group names that I was like, there are Judgment Day is a big is another big one. I don't know what any um, of that means. So so Bailey's in Damage Control and mm-hmm. three members of Damage Control. Currently, Dakota Kai is out with an ACL injury. So that's really de- destroyed about uh, their their. Lineup, but Bailey's the head of it, and then Eo Sky um, is everyone's new favorite wrestler that they really want to push solo right now. But um, ah, so. yeah, uh, she she's got a whole like uh, she's got a whole like ego anime vibe to her. Yeah. So basically, uh, there's Trish and Zoe Stark who were also in the match and they're when, going against... When I heard the Trish Stratus music, I was like, yeah. you're fucking kidding me that she's, she's been still back for in a bit this. Now. My um, God. Because that so was like... Feuding... That was my era of WWE. That yeah. I, like, I was so thrown. Also, uh, fucking uh, Eddie Guerrero's music starts playing because of Latino World Order. And yes. LWO. LWO. So Eddie Guerrero's music starts playing and I'm like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> lwo is is ray mysterio's current faction yes um anyway anyway yes going so, off on that tangent so so what they didn't show was that uh so these two other women uh trish stratus being one of them uh are currently feuding with becky lynch mm-hmm. and throughout the match they're teaming up on becky lynch and then one of them goes out and brings a set of handcuffs yes and i did see the handcuffs, handcuffs becky lynch and so becky lynch with the one handcuff on her hand um you know, Bailey's on top, bad together. Becky Lynch jumps up on the other side of the ladder, fish hooks Bailey with the open handcuff of the other one. <laughs> yes, and they're falling down funny. the ladder. And then Eos, and then they're bo- Bailey and Becky are both reaching out to each other. And Eo looks at the handcuff and handcuffs Bailey and Becky together so they can't climb the ladder. And yeah. then she climbs over Bailey and grabs the hand. I assumed something like that had happened because the highlights video you can see just the suddenly bottom. cuts to her on top with the case, and then it cuts to a wide, and they're handcuffed through the ladder. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on, but it looked fun. And then the men's money in the bank, Damian Priest won, which people weren't thrilled about. I I like it, and I think it is the most interesting option. Everyone, of course, wanted LA Knight to win because he's the most over person in WWE at the moment. <laughs> Um, my God, um, the chance that they do for that man. Anyway, he just, he, everyone loves him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I got the the sense that the second he came out, uh, people were going crazy. So yeah, his whole thing is he says, yeah, a lot. He goes, yeah, (laughs) he's basically fun. Uh, From what I saw, he's fun. It's, it's, if the rock and stone cold had a kid, it's LA night. He's incredible on the mic and he's got the deep voice of stone cold. 
Damn. Um, so, yes, uh, but he's going to get, he's probably going to go on a rivalry with Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul, once again, proved that he's a great wrestler. Um, yeah, I just every, and I man, the crowd booed so loud. My God! Oh, it's also a British crowd, which was incredible. They they also show up. They were um, but great. I, I mean, we could talk about everything all night, but I want to let's talk. Linking back into the video, yeah, we've got uh, we've got the the Bloodline Civil War match, is what they um they titled it as. <laughs> when now, I when I saw that it was titled Civil War, I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. So. What they didn't, so what Super Eyepatch Wolf didn't get into in this video mm. was um, the fact that, um, you know, he's really stopped at the Royal Rumble with Sami Zayn turning on Roman. Yes. And, um, you know, since then we had Elimination Chamber where it was Sami v. Roman, which is an incredible match that people should watch. That's such an emotional match. And it was excellent. Um, and then after that, we also had at... WrestleMania, we had the most anticipated match ever, which was Cody v. Um, Roman, where mm. everyone was like, Roman's done, Roman's finally losing. And much to everyone's disappointment, Roman gets pinned. Uh, no, sorry, Cody uh, gets pinned and Roman retains. I remember you guys talking about that on the show. And that, was, that yeah. was in these moments where I was like, oh, do I start getting Vincent from WWE again? Yeah. Uh, so there was that when Roman retained. Um, but that was also the night where the Usos lost their tag titles to Sammy and Kevin Owen. Yep. Sammy Zayn, of course, El Generico. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Incredible. So um, cool. Those two yeah, guys have a great story coming up from Kevin Owen and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Kevin Steen. Um, so them coming up through there, they're, they're really fun to watch. Um, and then obviously then we had uh, Backlash. None of them really wrestled a Backlash. Um, then we had uh, Night of Champions in Saudi which was a pay-per-view before this mm -hmm. earlier this year where we had Kevin and Sammy versus Roman and Solo mm -hmm. in a tag team match where Solo got pinned yep. and they, and Roman and Solo lost, but Roman hadn't been pinned. Whereas tonight we had, you know, the, the whole storyline at the moment is the undoing of the bloodline. Sammy, uh, not Sammy, Jay and Jimmy turning on Roman and saying, we've had enough of you yep. and your disrespect. You don't treat us like family. Uh, and ooh, yeah, so... then we had a, the Us. Man, this crowd was incredible because we had, we, I'm not sure if you actually, they played the chance. Uh, the there was another, there was another highlight clip that had the best chance from yeah. the night. So best one being, if you hate Roman, stand up, <laughs> that was which so was good. incredible. And then it cuts to Roman talking to Paul Heyman oh. being like, what are we doing here? And he's just like, these people suck. Yeah. He, he um, was, there were moments uh, where Roman was just like snapping. Like, yeah, it, but, it, was, it was good. But compared to what it used to be, where mm. it was people just hated him. Yeah. Because he was, he was totally non-organic. Yeah. He was being pushed by the, the heads up that really had an agenda. Yeah. Whereas now what they've done with his character is that you boo him, but that's what they want to happen. Yeah. And that's what they, feeds into like, it. And that's what that uh, video essay gets into really well, is how they twisted that to become... Mm what they want wild because absolutely and it's crazy. the moment you know and i love that they really incorporate a lot of um seth rollins and dean ambrose yeah. into um and you know any chance that anyone can show seth rollins running down with the money in the bank to cash in on brock and roman <laughs> is the highest of the century it's the best money in the bank cash in ever because everyone it'd been almost a year and everyone forgot that seth had the money in the bank yeah that's wild and so 
heist of the brilliant. And then he had a match with Randy early in the night, which I won't get too much into. But yeah, it ended I, with that. it ends with <laughs> Seth's finishing move as a stomp, where he he runs up and stomps on your head. Mm-hmm. And Randy, when he went to go stop him, Randy, Randy pushes him up and hits him with an RKO out of the air. It's the best reversal slash RKO. Goddamn. In my personal opinion, it's incredible. Yeah. Would you say um, it was out of nowhere? It was it completely. <laughs> uh, it was the most out of nowhere arcade there is, and that's saying something. That is saying something. Um, He's famous for those. So yeah, uh, I was really happy that they incorporated Dean Ambrose and um and uh Seth, Seth Rollins into that. I really wish that we could that Roman could call upon them to fight at like if, if he Gets together the shield again. Yep, get them won't on happen because Dean Ambrose is over at AEW now. That's right. As John Moxley, yep. so that would never happen. Uh, big falling out with WWE. Sad. Um, but yeah, uh, Seth's currently the heavyweight champion, so he's fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they could have just kept going, and then I I was thought that they he'd end up until WrestleMania, but mm. um, yeah, but they could have gone up to here even, and he could do a part two or whatever. Yeah. Um. And keep going, cause yeah, this one, this is probably the best pay per view we've had, um, all year, um, uh, in the new wrestling calendar. So from WrestleMania onwards. Yeah. Um, it's probably the best one, and the crowd helped. And then they had a little segment where John Cena came out, which was out of nowhere, like the RKO, and pitched <laughs> WrestleMania, uh, in London. Yeah, but they kept all that in the highlights, which I I liked did, getting. Because then see. they also kept Grayson Waller coming out. Who is and this guy? It's so Australian this is the, bloke. So Grayson Waller is one of the new up and coming recruits from NXT. NXT being yep. kind of the de- de- developmental mm. portion of um, WWE. It's where like, you know, if you're great in NXT, you're probably going to get called up to yep. the main roster. But Grayson Waller over the past year, uh, the last draft was called up to the main roster. Uh, up until now, he's actually had a broken foot. He kind of broke his foot in one of his last NXT matches before being called up. So Oof. he hasn't actually wrestled since being on the main roster. He right. just has his own kind of Miz TV type show called yeah. the, Grayson Waller, the Grayson Waller Effect. He talks um, Which is a, a lot of fun. He's got like palm trees and shit in the <laughs> ring when he does it. Um, and he's Australian. He's a lot of fun. And he advocated to do WrestleMania Australia. Which, which of was, course should be cool. Like the British just hated the idea yeah, of. But it would be fantastic. And oh, it would be incredible. I, I don't, look, I don't it doesn't have to be a WrestleMania here, but if we get a premium live event here, say a Survivor series, um You'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd pay all the money to go there. Yeah. And um, I would pay some money to go there. Uh Perth are currently bidding for a WrestleMania premium live event at the moment. Damn. So that could be really fun at Optus Stadium. Mm. Um I would like to see Survivor Series here. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it could cross over with Australian Survivor. And, yeah, I know. And we could have some um, tribal challenges, you know, vote someone off the island. <laughs> of relevancy. Roman <laughs> is called, Roman has the island of re- relevancy. That's what <laughs> Paul Heyman, who is incredible. Oh my God. Paul Heyman, anytime they would just cut to him holding his as face. many belts as he could possibly hold. It's so funny that Roman, that that yellow, ugly mustard belt was meant to be the combination of the two other belts. Yeah. And, um, and we all thought, okay, so Roman's going to come out with one belt now. And then the last couple of weeks, he's been coming out with all three. <laughs> and I want a joke now where they go, all right, Roman, here's a new belt that combinates all the belts now. And he goes, thank you. And he walks off with all of them. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps, keeps holding yeah, all keep, of them. They keep giving him a belt to replace <laughs> with the other belts and he just keeps taking that one. So good. 
Um, but yeah, I, I want Paul Heyman to have to come out with like a, a sack truck or like a, <laughs> a wheelbarrow just full of belts. Yeah. Uh, Roman, though, he's truly the best. Uh, he, when he comes out, you look at him and you go, this guy's unbeatable. He's a champ. Champ. Obviously not now, um, but yeah. he truly has the um, feel and aesthetic of uh, a champion. Which yeah, is, um, he, he now is... he from where he was like early on in the yeah. WWE, like it's polar opposite town now. Like he that... oozes this vibe of like, oh my god, how am I gonna beat this guy? It's funny that promo that he comes out with, um, and he announces to everyone like, no, my my name's Ro- Joe. Uh, oh yeah, and I've been living with leukemia. You know, he comes out and everyone's booing the shit out of him. But mm. as soon as he drops the act and tells him what's going on, that immediately stops, and it oh shows you God. that the WWE community we we're aware and we do what we do. We boo who we're meant to boo, yeah. and like we rip into. But as soon as something becomes real like that, it's all dropped. It's serious. That was a honestly heartbreakingly beautiful moment because yeah, yeah it, it it is that thing where yeah we know it's not. Real fighting. We're yeah. not here to see it, people it's not the, kill it's each not other. It's not about the fighting. It's not about it's the not... fighting. It's the stories and the characters. Yeah. And um, and yeah, seeing it's... that clip, like I recommend people just check out that clip anyway mm. because it's 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 incredible. Because you watch this crowd just one eighty in a yeah. heartbeat, and, and everyone is there the to support him. All of a Dana there, and it's just. Oh. It's so sad. You know, the, the backstage community of all the wrestlers together is beautiful in its own way because Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are married in real life and they have kids <laughs> and their kids hang out, like their young children hang out backstage yep. and Kevin oh Owens and Sammy play peekaboo with them. Oh my and gosh. they're really like, it's so, there's so many like little um, videos of them all backstage and it's so it's, it's, uh, it's really just a family. That's um, But yeah, no. So Money in the Bank is fantastic. And and everyone should watch that uh, unre- the unreality unreality of wrestling video. Yeah, let's see eye patch wolf because it is great. Yeah, and one final thing. I un- unless you've got anything else that you want to. Are we talking quickly. about Mission Impossible? Talk about Mission Impossible, baby. Okay, so I also watched the first one. Oh, again. Oh, we're, um, we're doing a double today. Um, so I hadn't. Alex messaged the group chat and was like, "Hey, who wants to go see Mission Impossible, the new one?" This, Fun fact, this I was going by myself and no one responded, no one to go. I was not I was seeing this movie at 12:30 on Saturday, yep. regardless of anyone replying. Anyone being like, "Oh, I could go but see But Brayden was like, "I will come." And I was like, "Thank you, Brayden." Yep. I'm out here just uh, I, I'm out here saying I'll go see this film. I haven't seen any of the other Mission Impossible <laughs> movies yet. So, I'm a I'm a I'm a person on a mission this week, uh, dun, and I am watching dun, dun, I, oh, dun, dun, and it's not impossible. I think I can do it. Um, Mission Impossible. I think I think they can make a successful franchise out of this film. This is a good I, one. I, so rewatching the first one, I forgot how much of a tight hour forty five, like tight little spy thriller this was. Yeah. This movie flew along, and not even to the point where you're like, "Oh wow, that was quick." Like, yeah. The I was so pleasantly surprised and shocked by you know the scene. Where like yeah. everyone references it, it's like oh, Mission Impossible, you know, dangling from the ceiling yeah. and he's all flat and everything. Just from like cultural everything, I assumed that that scene had the theme music underneath. Nah. Oh my god, that entire sequence is so good. It's great, and it's so tense, and you're just like 
everything is almost going wrong. And he's like, oh my God. And, and the guy's the, coming in and he's hanging upside down above him and just, oh my God, that entire sequence. It's probably like 10 minutes, but it feels like it's either four hours or two seconds. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. And I mean, like so, the rest of the film's really fun. Like, yeah, the, apart from, I'd say the ending falls apart a little bit. That's and what gets, I was, that's my comment was going to be that ending. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, I assume just from dated it being, yeah, like well. dated CGI, green screen stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I love that in the first 18 minutes, all the team they introduce you to just get killed. Yeah, that um, was great. Uh, I was I was like, and I was really enjoying them. And then all of a sudden, one of them just brutally dies in the elevator shaft. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, Emilio Estevez gets murked. Oh, my God. Like, real hardcore. Um, I did have a feeling that it was going to be uh, good old Voidy. Oh, uh, John um, Voight? Yeah, I had a, I had a feeling. Mm. But the film did a good job of trying to like subvert. Away I love from that. that we realize Ethan figures figures us out before he returns oh. uh, in London, and you get the scene where like um, Ethan's explained to him how he think Kittredge did it all. Yeah, but um, intercutting. You know, we see we see John Voight doing actually it all. putting it all together, and oh yeah, uh, yeah that that, real- that sequence was really good. Like uh, yeah, I think the ending on the train though, just um yeah, it just yeah. So much of the movie doesn't feel like big action set piece, which eventually is what it becomes, but they incorporate it and it really works for the franchise um, from three onwards. Yeah. Uh, Actually four onwards. Three's not so much, but you'll see three's a whole different game compared to the rest. Yeah. Because there's a a a significant um, bit of time difference between them, isn't there? Like, so so this one was 96. 90, yeah, 96. Number two's in 2000. Number three's in 2006. Number yeah. four's in 2011. So like a, a like yeah. significant time gaps between two and three and then three and four. So, so yeah. And all different directors until we get to five, where five, six, seven, and eight now will all be the same director. Okay, cool. Um, cool. It, so, oh, wait, is the second one, um, what's his John name? John Woo. John Woo, yeah. That, uh, yeah. So I'm half an hour into two. <laughs> I'm about to watch it tonight. Don't. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm kind of excited to finally see what it's, the fuss it's, isn't about. It looks like shit. Um, <laughs> it, it's also in Australia, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be. Um, meant to be. Yeah, number two, there's there's a number two, and uh, someone commented on this before, number two looks like an Austin Powers parody of mission like it looks like the opening to austin powers yep. three my um, god you and i think you get it there's there's a shot where two cars spin around and like it goes into slow motion where him and this other girl are looking at each other while the cars are spinning yep. and then like lord of the rings orchestral like elf music plays while it happens it's really weird oh my um, god okay i so, i'm excited to watch it just to see what kind of a train wreck it kind of is um, um, but then but I am yeah. looking forward to the rest of them from there. Three, like three's so unique, like in the best way out of the rest of them. Three's mm. like really personal and stuff. And it's really good. And then like fours, four onwards are just all like melt your face. Real Fantastic. fun blockbuster action stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number one, really surprisingly like fast paced, um, like a real nothing's left on the bone. Oh yeah, they one. they give you everything to the point where they give you like 
like oh like he's he's got his next mission at the end of it like yeah they give you everything that you could possibly want and it's all it gives you the fun cheesy spy stuff from the like because this was an old tv show wasn't it apparently never seen it yeah i've never seen it or anything but like i think the the vibe that like some of the stuff was very much like cheesy tv spy yeah action stuff um but yeah i i i really was impressed and i i was like it was the same thing when I like listen to an artist that's been like super popular for years. I'm just like, man, I reckon these people are going places. Yeah, I reckon I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they could, they could, these could be successful. So uh, next yeah. week, y'all can look forward to a big old Mission Impossible roundup, basically. Yeah, I'm gonna try and watch them all too. Yeah. Um, before the new one, I think um, it'd be fun if 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 you can. Yeah, if we're both going in like having just gone through. I think Friday all of it. night. I think you need to as po- as best as you can is you got to watch Fallout on the biggest screen that you possibly can have access to. Like Fallout's not mm. one to watch on a laptop or computer. You got to watch down the TV. <laughs> That's on a big TV, yeah. Well, thankfully yeah. I've got I don't have a monitor. I have a TV on my desk yeah. in front of me. So, I I will just sit here and just experience it entirely. It's great. Um but yes, you can look forward to Dead Reckoning Part 1 review next week. So excited. Um, 2 hours and 43 minutes. Whoa. The longest one. That's so, a lot more movie than I was expecting. It's part one, mate. This is, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, still got God. a whole nother part of it to go. Part one as well. Uh, I, speaking I, of I part ones, I, uh, I just ordered my uh, copy of uh, the Across the Spider-Verse art book, uh, which ah, nice. I didn't realize uh, had officially come out today. So, How I've much is that? Ordered it. Uh, I think it's about 70 bucks. Yeah. But uh, you, you, you message me afterwards and we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, um, that... And you know any luck with the Taylor Swift tickets, Braden? Uh, uh, my sister. This is actually a fun little story. I'll quickly tell it before we leave. Uh, my sister failed to get tickets on the first yeah. time. Uh, on the second time, was trying do. to get tickets. Was at work. Uh, realized it would have been a five-minute walk for her to be directly in front of the entertainment center, and she proceeded oh, she to line and up. It. And actually get tickets. So I heard that everyone that went to the ticket tech locations yep. got tickets. So, yeah. So she went to the out of the front of the entertainment center. People were lined up. People were getting tickets. because they. How many like, people would have been lined up there? Was there a lot of people uh, lined up there? She said to start well, off I with, feel like- I, I think when she got there, there was like 40 people. But when she left, there was like over 100. I imagine people worked out like throughout the day. They went Yeah, there. I think more people were getting in contact with people being like, hey, what about the Kayla? Did she manage to snag any? Uh, no, we missed out, nah, but, uh, it's, it's destroyed. Yeah. Oh. We'll be, uh, we'll be trying to get some somewhere, but, um, yeah. we, I didn't bother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, okay. Um, it's, it's like, I, do I want to go to a concert that's as long as Zack Snyder's Justice League? Is it long? <laughs> it's three hours, 40 minutes, dude. What? It's her entire discography. Yeah, but she's got hits, man. I know, <laughs> and like the entire, like the set design and, and it's everything. All they're playing on the radio is Taylor Swift now, and I'm yeah, just like, ah, it would have been good to see live. God damn, it would be very. I good I put show her to in the live. category of like Ed, I guess Harry now, and um, Taylor. Where they're like, you know, do I like all of their music? Probably not, but they are performers. Yeah, like you know, it's more like I'm more interested because they seem like they just put on a show. They put on a show. They're very entertaining. You know, they don't just come out, play their song, say, oh, you know, Adelaide, how are we all feeling tonight? Yeah. And then fuck off. It's they like, no, they're, they're all... either putting on the biggest show in po- like ever. Yeah. They're being really like impressive technically on stage. 
or they're being really fun and with their And everything crowd I see from Styles is that his crowd work is... Uh, crowd work is ridiculous. Uh, is, very, very like, good. You know, to me, Taylor's got the production where, yeah. like, she um, puts on, like, a production show. Yeah, it's, Ed, it's like, stadium sellout. Everyone will want Ed's to see Ed's just this. impressive because he's got the loop pedal. Yeah, does some very impressive, impressive work, and technically. Then, and then Harry's got the crowd work. Yeah. And if they combined... The Infinity Stones. (laughs) The gauntlet would be made. Um, Thank you all so much for joining us for episode 210 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. Uh, This has been a movie TV show podcast that you can uh, follow on your podcast service of choice. Uh, If you can, leave a review over there. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, Head over to YouTube so uh, you can see Alex uh, knock his hand on his microphone stand um and the general shenanigans that this episode has contained uh you can subscribe and like and comment and all that jazz uh you can add mike on facebook and uh see us on socials and as always i'm alex i'm brayden that was shorter than usual but we're out of here (laughs) thank you